Introduction Black Blood is a futuristic story depicting a close-up look at the life and times of a fictitious Jamaican police commissioner, Commissioner Watkins, and his many encounters with the Count, Count Lasco, a transcontinental drug lord and wannabe Jamaican kingpin. The world was on a comeback trail after the conflict had passed and the countries and peoples which were affected by it were starting to reinvent themselves. While many of those nations' stars were still falling in the aftermath of the conflict, other nations' stars were rising at meteoric speed. One such fast-rising country at the time was the tiny island of Jamaica in the West Indies. Commissioner Watkins, a.k.a. Shaky Watkins, was the top cop of the Jamaica Constabulary Force then, and he was nearing the end point of his illustrious career when a series of never-before-seen types of crimes started flaring up and the then rapidly developing Jamaican landscape. The Commissioner wanted nothing more than to crack the case before he demits office, would he? One way to find out. Come along with me. There are lots of what you want to see, hear, and feel in this book. We spared none of the gory details, lots of blood, thrills, spills, dark humor, and anecdotes. So, grab some comfort food, pull your feet up, get comfortable, and let's go back to the future again. Note, Black Blood is a work of fiction. The names and characters depicted in this story are fictitious and not to be construed as real or be associated with any person, living or dead. This is a copyright-protected work. All rights are reserved. Chapter 1. Bloodlines. The name is the link. Hello again, my friends. E.K. The Writing Elk here, at a pivotal point in the show. Today we begin a brand new series. Whereas we had promised to introduce you to book number two in the Inky Trail, we have got some news on that front, both good and bad. First, we bring you the bad news. We are not going to be getting into book number two as promised. Why? Well, that brings us to the good news. It's because there are parties who are interested in the script for publication, and that comes with condition which includes no prior publication, not even on my blog. Oh no, don't cry. It will get to you. That book will get to you, eventually. Just hang on tight. Now, in its place, we have quite another rather interesting story. It is called Black Blood, Trace the Family Tree. Black Blood, Trace the Family Tree. So, bring a friend and come along. This is it. Black Blood, Trace the Family Tree. And it goes something like this. There was blood everywhere. Sergeant Kennedy was tiptoeing across the pavement, trying his earnest best to avoid disturbing the scene. He bent down and examined what turned out to be a spliff tail. Rogers, he called out to the young corporal. Bag it, he said. Corporal Vince Rogers, being new to the service, had only been on active duty for five days. However, he already felt as if he had seen enough blood and gory mess to last him a lifetime. He fetched a receptacle from the kit and placed the soggy bit of would-be evidence inside of it. Then he replaced the cap and set it aside. 
Vince by then was sick to his stomach and was beginning to question his career choice. All of a sudden, the pulpit seemed mighty appealing to him and his mother seemed like the wisest woman who had ever lived. She had it all planned out. From the time he was a little boy, his mother wanted him, or maybe it was the Lord, as she always said in regards to this, it was the Lord who had called him to be a minister of the gospel. But Vince was quite sure that the Lord would have made a big mistake on that call. And as for the role model whom she always pointed him towards in the person of the Reverend Richard Bolzer, if she was really serious about her son becoming a minister of the gospel, that would have been a mistake of titanic proportion on her part too, to be pointing her son towards the Reverend Mr. Richie Bolzer. Vince's thoughts of him were never very flattering to say the least. He thought of the reverend as being nothing more than a lazy, artless, blood-sucking, piggybacking leech who preys on those silly women with low or no self-esteem. I am not a sissy, he had said to his mother. I will go out and get myself a real job and earn my keeps like real men do. So, instead of registering for Bible school, as she had wanted him to, the police academy was to be the benefactor of Vince's coming of age and his search for adventure. If one will take a moment though to examine the facts concerning people like the Reverend Mr. Bolzer, one may be well on the verge of a healthy dose of get with it reality broadside. Vince was to have argued on this wise. Sergeant Adam Kennedy and Fenton Fats Michaud were partners in the early days. They were really good friends too. But Fenton had died way before his time, and the sergeant had gotten himself a promising young constable, or so it seemed, as his working partner. Sergeant Michaud was a very funny man, among other things. He weighed in at over 320 pounds, but very fast was he, and as agile as a tomcat and steroids. He will outrun Usain Bolt on the Saturday morning after a raving at Saturday night party out on the town. Fats was implicated in an earlier shooting incident where he was said to have used excessive force to bring down a shooting suspect, a man who was clearly running away from him at the time. Folks said that the only advantage that the poor guy had on Fats was his size and he did use it to squeeze his way through tiny holes and crevices such as those which the sergeant could not go through due to the fat fox all in his getaway bid. I have got something for you, said Fats, before he lit him up bright with a barrage of bullets and spewing red blood. Well, so the story goes. But he wasn't going to lose that one, not again. Fats died at his desk, the official report said. But we all do know very well where officials and their report stands on the throat as well as on the trust and confident index in the mind of the common people. Folks said the goodly sergeant died trying to climb up Mount Gallimore on a bunk bed at the office. It was to take two of his strongest young men to pry him off of the frightened Gallimore mountain. May he forever rest in peace, as he very well might. Meanwhile, say the dance. Silhouettes of dancing said it was to float down from the window and over the shoulder of investigators and curious onlookers alike. Her relationship with the deceased family needed to be examined, Commissioner Watkins thought to himself, 
and he was going to do just that, that was for sure. The commissioner had been the first to arrive on the scene after the call. He didn't stay very long though, just to walk around the peripheries of the compound and assign roles to the next in command. On his way out, he cast his eyes up at the third floor apartment and saw Sadie standing there in the window, bracing against her stretched out arms against the windowsill and looking down at the happenings. Commissioner Watkins paused just long enough to survey the settings before moving along, shaking his head in his usual shaky Watkins manner. Sergeant Kennedy and the team then went to work gathering evidence. Crime scene analysis. These were what the forensic team was to have found and documented at the crime scene. Two dead bodies, one bloody machete, a bloody kitchen knife, a wet and saggy spliff tail, and a trail of blood leading from the living room to the front lawn where one of the two bodies were found. The trail of blood leads out through the front door, down the steps, and out onto the paved driveway where the second body was found lying face down on the pavement, just beyond the cordoned off area. Curious onlookers and tight-lipped neighbors alike, now stretching their necks to sneak a peek across the fence. Many among them were probably the same ones who did not even bother to respond to cries for help in the night. Now they are out seeking a thrill though. All of that, plus a senior cop obviously perplexed beyond the norm at what he was seeing. Add in also those newspaper reports and thesis which was to be coming in, and later on, dancing said he was to be called in for questioning and then released. The deceased's lifestyle came in for scrutiny. The verdict was left hanging for the time being. While Sergeant Kennedy was skimming through the various crime scenes all over town, the commissioner was thinking, planning and strategizing. He was also sharing anecdotes with his family back at home. He always does. He would then need to review all of the incidents in detail in order to see if there were patterns. Any links and ties in that could connect one to the other would come in handy. He would later find the connections, but there was much work to be done before that was to come about, and the clock was ticking the time away. That's it my friends. Thank you for lending me your ear again. We will be back here tomorrow with another chapter of this new story, Black Blood. Come join us then. Until then, I am E.K., the writing elk, and I am out.